I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everybody, welcome to Marriage and Martinis. I'm Adam, here's Danielle. Hello. And we are never going to change that intro, especially now. Right. Right? I almost forgot what the intro was, but I just looked at my arm and there it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get to all that. Okay, so let's hold off on it then? Yeah. Sure. How would you like to begin? Um, how would I like to... Well, first of all, um, I take podcasting so seriously, I just ran upstairs and put a bra on. D- did you? I did. I knew you weren't going to shower, but a bra. No, That's I impressive. did not shower. Um, I did shower every day that we were away, which you should feel very honored about. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but I was thinking it's a good thing we're not doing like the mental load episode right now or anything because um, people might want to skip ahead like 30 seconds. I have such bad PMS right now. Like awful PMS that it's good that we're just doing like a you know a status quo episode like just catching everybody up on our trip and experiences and well, everything it's a good thing that didn't happen while we were away right I yeah. was nice while we were away. you were very nice yeah, while we were away and you may not have been had you been right PMSing. yeah no I know I, I I mean I have all all the symptoms and I have like indigestion and we went out to dinner last night and everything I ate I was just like I it was just like acid reflux coming back yeah, up. It, it was, was very, very heavy food. Yeah, anyway. it was very unenjoyable. And I, one of the kids left one of the cabinets open this morning in the kitchen and I walked past and I hit my arm on it. And oh my God, you would have thought, I mean, I showed that fucking cabinet who was boss. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I like slammed the shit of it out of it. I was just pissed. Oh, okay. I was just like fucking pantry. <laughs> <laughs> get in my way you should see the you should see what he looks like <laughs> right so yeah so we did go away to a uh, very exotic luxury vacation in so tropical brooklyn new york yes yeah a very last minute thing that only you and i would put together in a day mm-hmm. and decide let's go to brooklyn yeah right? <laughs> well there weren't so many options we originally i think in our last episode we said we had booked like a cottage in Woodstock, New York, which I was really looking forward to. And then some things happened with the rental and everything that were making us sort of skeptical about, you know, what was it going to be like when we got there? And just weird things were happening with the people who owned the place. So I was just sort of like, you know what? I don't really want to take a chance on our first trip in two years and go to this place and have it be terrible because, you know, just these people weren't responding to us. And so um, so we wound up going to 
to New York, to New York, to Brooklyn. And, you know, now I'm so happy we did it. I mean, I'm sure we had, we would have had a great time in Woodstock, but quite honestly, I was so happy to go. I mean, we have so much history in New York, you and I, and we love it so much, but also just like, first of all, being back felt so good. I've been going there, I've been dry, you know, to the Upper West Side almost every week for Mia with her evaluation, but I haven't been able to enjoy the city. And it felt really good to be like going and, and you know, giving our money there and helping and yeah. going I, to restaurants and stores. I was, and Frankly, I was relieved. Like I was looking forward to getting out and going away, but Woodstock, I was kind of like, I'm going to be bored. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, you were born in Brooklyn, too. But it, yeah, it could have been that much worse being in the middle of nowhere, right? So I was a bit relieved. I would have loved a, you know, resort destination kind of thing, maybe a little bit more. But the fact that we were able to go, to, go away and it was New York City, which we both love. Uh, but we had really an amazing time. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's get into it. Right? Okay. Isn't that what we're here to talk about? Our little getaway? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a bunch of stuff that I want to talk about. But um, yeah, it was. So uh, if anybody didn't listen to the last episode and everything, I, I think we both expressed that we were sort of nervous to go on this trip together. It's been probably two years, except for maybe one night in New York last year, right before the pandemic, which was really stressful because it was literally like a day before lockdown. It was like we went into the city. We were supposed to do the Tamron Hall show. Um, we went into the city. And when, we're, when we were in the city, I remember thinking to myself, it was like March 10th or something uh, of 2020. And I remember thinking to myself, holy shit, like this shit is real. You know, when I was in the city, like I hadn't felt it really until that point. Mm -hmm. So I all of a sudden had all this stress. It was a really rushed trip. And then I knew that we were coming back from it to face a lockdown. And so it was like a shitty situation. Right. So this was really the first trip that we've taken, I would say, in two years that was, you know, not rushed. I mean, even though it was somewhat rushed, but it it just it we haven't been outside of the house or really inside the house, just the two of us for more than a couple hours in a really long time. Yeah. I, I was not ner- You asked me if I was nervous about going away with you to be alone together for the first time in so long. And I really wasn't. I was, however, a bit nervous about being away just in general, because like you said, we haven't been away for at least a year and a half, two years. I have been nowhere other than home and work. For, mm-hmm. for two years, you, you know, you have been in the city, you have been out with a friend, you've been overnight somewhere like you had a little thing here and there, which I have not even had myself. But to be honest, like I, I didn't care. I just I became so content with just being at home and the, and the prospects of any kind of plan stressed me out. I just all I wanted to do was stay home. So I was more nervous about being out in the real world with other people that I have to like socially interact with, which I feel very socially awkward now. Like I don't like we were out to dinner last night with, you know, best friends whom I love very much, but I just felt so weird and out of place. Like, how do I talk to people? Mm-hmm. You know, when I haven't done that in so long other than a business transaction or, a, you know, whatever. So I was kind of nervous just to be out and about in the real world again. So that was kind of my only nerves there. Um, but aside from that, I was also a little bit nervous because 
our plan for our getaway was very plan heavy. In other words, we had stuff to do for the podcast. We planned on recording. We planned on having interviews. We planned on you know, doing so many things, working on our next project. And as much as I wanted to get away and I love doing this stuff, I also just needed to like unwind and like it was stressing me out thinking, oh, now we have all this stuff to do too. Even though I love it, even though I'm happy to do it and I want to do it, I also needed that downtime. Mm-hmm. But I kind of knew going into it, like you and you and I, like our style, that it really wasn't going to happen. So I, I didn't stress out too much about it. Like I knew... I packed up all of our equipment. We were going to record while we were away. And even when I was packing it up, I'm like, we're not using this. Oh, it's, really? It's not going to happen. And it didn't. Right. <laughs> you know. And I was relieved. I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I just need to just, just be. Yeah. You know? And I knew that was going to happen, so I didn't let it stress me out. So no, I really wasn't nervous at all. And being with you, I've only been with you for the past two years at home, you know, aside from when I'm not home and at work. So I've just become, you know, we've, I think our relationship has changed over the last two years and being home during this pandemic and me only being with you. And I know what I'm about to say is not in line with typically what we talk about in this podcast. So I apologize to everybody who doesn't want to hear this, but I feel comfortable being with you. I love being with you. And that's changed. It didn't used to be that way. It would stress me out. If I knew if it was just the two of us, you'd be bitching about something in my mind. And, you know, like, and I've, you know, that's between the two of us just being stuck together, only us. I've just become way too content with that life and I love it. So I was not nervous to be away with you at all. I was very excited to be. As a matter of fact, being with anybody else, like I said before, that's what stresses me out. Aw. Right? That was nice, I think, in a way. That was nice. <laughs> well, we are very much on this vacation high because I also, when I was planning this episode, I was like, people are going to be fucking, like, um, you know, like, I'm, like, gushing around about you. And I feel like people are, you know, I'm sure in two weeks we'll be fighting again. Uh, I mean, I hope not. But <laughs> Well, wait a minute. Let me. Sorry to cut you off. But we were not fighting, but we were in a bit of a rough patch leading mm-hmm. up to us getting away for the past t- couple months. Yeah. But... That was just because of life getting in our way. It wasn't something that I don't think specifically I was mad at you about or you were mad at me about. There were things, but it was just I didn't have time to do things I needed, you know, you didn't me for, or you didn't have time to do things I needed you for. It's just life was chaotic for the last couple months. Mm-hmm. And and that that was kind of it. Like our vibe was off, like we talked about in our last episode. So I knew us going away, we would be able to throw our guards down, forget about things for a few minutes and get back into our kind of good vibe and just have fun together. Well, it's amazing what even four days can do. And you know, I'm going to get into my spiel about why it's so important to go away. Spiel, and, by the way, is Yiddish for people who don't understand. Or just Laverne and Shirley talk. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yes, Yiddish for, yeah. But I, you know, I, and I know people are sitting out there like, well, we can't afford it or we don't have a babysitter or we, you know, all these reasons why you can't. And I get that because there have certainly been times when we haven't been able to go away too. However, my uh, the other way I want to look at it as is, can you afford not to do it? You know, like what is the price you're paying by not, figuring it out by not spending the money and and for us that I I feel completely different about us and you right now not that I was ever I wasn't worried really about us but I wasn't feeling 
like I wasn't I was feeling attached in the partner sense like in the okay well we have to we're getting all through this all together somewhat although there were issues with that too but I wasn't feeling like you were like my boyfriend and you were my um you know my lover and you were you I was feeling very much like I had a roommate, you know, like I had a roommate who and I'm not blaming either one of us. It's it was life, um, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 these five days have really transformed that. Listen, how long will it last? I don't know. The stress of life is going to come back and everything. But for for a little bit, I think we are going to be riding the wave of that, you know, of, of that high and that that connection and everything and and hopefully we'll ride it for a little bit and until we hopefully can plan something else to do together or at least have another date night now that things are opening up at least here in New Jersey a little bit but I just I I I can't even express what the power of 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 that those four days yeah and I, I hope you realized I didn't, I barely complained once about spending money while we were away where we got to do. I complained more. It did you? Well, I was worried about the trip with the, you know, where the other trip was it going to, we're going to get charged and. Yeah. But, um, when you go to New York, when you stay in New York, it's, it's extremely expensive. Everything from the place to the cocktails to the food to the everything just cost so much more money and i knew that was going to happen i knew that's the way it was going to be but i feel like we needed it <laughs> and i i just i i just went with it and I, <laughs> <laughs> the funniest was one night you we were we were wanted to wa- we watched a movie we were very like we were in bed by like 10 o'clock we were we were old people on this vacation but it was good so one night we were going to watch a movie and you wanted snacks and you went down to the shop downstairs and it was already closed and you you know there was popcorn and stuff in the room the mini bar yeah and you like paced back and forth for like 15 (laughs) minutes we're like i'm not getting popcorn in there i'm not paying for that no way and i was finally like open the fucking popcorn (laughs) right like the dollar bag at cvs is nine dollars at the mini bar there was a mini bottle of tito it wasn't mini not like an airport bottle but it was a you know not the handle but the smaller one yeah. Yeah. And how much would that be in the store? That would be probably nineteen dollars. And it was maybe. how much? Ninety. Ninety. Yeah. Ninety dollars for that. Right. Wow. <laughs> like, how the fuck do they get away with that? But yeah, even getting cocktails at the bar, it's twenty bucks a cocktail, and is what two ounces of alcohol in there? Like, it's just like if to think about, oh, if I have, you know, if we both have three drinks, it's a hundred and whatever dollars. Like, it's just. But I let it go. I knew we needed it. I just mm-hmm. had to, you know, bite my lip and be like, fuck it, let's just do it. Yeah. And we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit, am I going to hear about it in a month? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, but you also asked me if the, that's kind of everything about was the trip what I expected or not. I kind of just answered all of that. No, I would have preferred the resort. I would have, pref- you know, preferred the beach or, you know, whatever. Just, I, just being away and doing what we love to do, which, like I said, is great food which obviously you have to pay for, but, you know, great hotel, great food, great cocktail. Well, we didn't pay to fly anywhere. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, I wanted to tell a little bit, a little backstory about, so the hotel that we stayed at in Brooklyn is a really, I love it. It's a really awesome hotel. I don't think you loved it as much this time. But um, we, 
a little backstory um, is that three years ago when we were launching the podcast, um, it was right after we launched the podcast or maybe even the same weekend, um, we stayed at that hotel uh, in Brooklyn. And um, it was right after, like literally right after I found out about my 40th birthday with, you know, everything at the strip club and everything. And when we got to New York, this was like the depths of our terrible place. Like this was when we were like kind of in hell. Um, You know, you were really like in your period of just, you know, whatever you were doing. Um, I was in my period of just like, you know, blaming you for everything and feeling like a a total victim and all of that. Um, And when we got to New York, you got so wasted the second we got there at this hotel that by the time we went to dinner, you were like a mess. I I was going to say, you know, I don't remember this, but obviously (laughs) that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember this happening. Right. You were like a mess. And, And I remember being like, I don't understand doesn't he want me to enjoy this trip? You know, here we just had this like terrible, you know, thing between us. And and this time, like it was such three years later while we were walking to the, you know, trying to find the same restaurant, which is no longer there. I was just like thinking to myself, like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe in three years what has happened and what you've done and the changes in you and also in I think in me and the fact that you know I think that I recognize so much about myself and the role I played that I never recognized Mm. in the past um but it, it was such it's such a testament to what is what is able to happen and like thank god we wrote it out you know like thank god we we didn't call it quits which we were very close to doing and you know I just first of all you know I I like looked at you that whole time, the last time, the three years ago with such, such, so much anger. And I was just so pissed. And this time I looked at you like I was just so smitten with you the whole time. Like not to sound like an old person, but (laughs) I was, I was just like, I had so much gratitude for how far you've come. And it was just so, you know, so interesting, like that same walk that I so specifically remember because it was so miserable three years ago, that same walk this time, I just had such a different feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we both, like like you just said, we both changed. We both improved and we both grew. And, you know, since, what was that, three years ago? Maybe four years exactly ago? Exactly three years ago. Three years yeah. ago? Yeah. It's and like exactly, yeah, like almost to the day. But um, But it was interesting because when we first got there, this is going to, I don't know how this is going to come across, but when we first got there, I could tell you were a little off like the first day. Yeah. And I remember you said to me, oh yeah, I didn't bring my vape. I'm going to quit on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart, right? <laughs> and I was so torn because there was part of me that was like, wait a minute. Okay. I need to support him if he's trying to quit. However... Does it have to be the first day of our vacation? It was. Can he do it when we came home or could he have done it two weeks ago before this? First of all, I did. I I talked about the on the last episode that I got the patch and I was quitting and I was weaning off. 
And I figured, okay, it's been two weeks. This is a great time to maybe just put it away. I've been not doing it, you know, all day for two weeks, you know, just a little bit here and there. And I got, <laughs> knowing me, I get the store brand uh, Walgreens patch instead of the regular because it's half the price. Figuring it's probably, you know, the same thing. And I guess it's not, but I did feel like shit the first day. No shit. And I could tell. Yeah, it did not feel good. And I guess it was because I did not feel that way on the other patch. And I was like, fuck this. I'm not ruining my vacation. No, I'm not I said oh, to right. you. You said to me. Well, I, it was so hard. And I don't know how this is going to come across. <clears throat> People might be like, I can't believe you didn't just support him or whatever. But I knew we needed it to be like just... You know, I know we both need it to be like relaxed and, and, I, yeah. and not that I don't want you to quit. I 100 percent do. And I'm, I want to be there and support you. This was just maybe not the right time. No, I agree with you. It. And I probably just would have done it myself and, you know, half mm. halfway through the day anyway, because I'm not going away for the first time in two years and feeling like that. Right. No. I felt like a horrible wife because I was like, no, you need to go out and buy a vape right Listen, now. It's not like I was scoring heroin on the corner and like you weren't like. Just do it for this weekend. But I was re actually being a good wife because I was trying to be like, we need this time, the two of us. And this one week isn't going to make her, you know, it's not going to change the course of. And I could tell you were like, re I mean, you were really not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> like I would look at you and I'd be like, at, at first I thought you were sick. I was like, is he sick? Is he, you know, does he, is does he have a fever? Does, like, I had no idea. And then when you said that about the vape, I was like, oh, my God. Like, what timing? So, <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. Want to know one of the coolest brands we've found that Adam absolutely loves? Ridge Wallet combines durability and practicality with style and amazing design. Their products are minimalist, but they're anything but limiting. Their famous wallets have a sleek card holder that expands to hold up to 12 IDs and credit cards with a money strap or clip so everything gets stored in one compact, organized place. The Ridge was built with the focus on design and functionality. It's a reimagination of what the modern wallet can be. Not to mention their products are so sleek and gorgeous. Every product Ridge Wallet Crafts is a gorgeous tool for better living. Check out Adam's other favorites like the weatherproof weekender bag, leather phone cases, and the commuter backpack. If you're traveling this summer or you have a teenager who's traveling and you're concerned about them keeping important things like money, credit cards, and IDs safe and organized while they're away, you definitely want to check out the Ridge. And now Ridge Wallet is giving Marriage and Martinis listeners 10% off your purchase when you use the promo code MARRIAGE. Head to Ridge.com, R-I-D-G-E.com to get 10% off some of the coolest gear for all of life's adventures and for a simpler everyday lifestyle. I know by now so many of you have heard us talk so much about our Date Night Questions Experience ebook. We really put our heart and soul into creating it, and the responses we've gotten have definitely been worth all the hard work. Getting messages telling us that even one night doing the ebook has led to a deeper connection between partners and also leading to some of the best sex that couples have had in years. We get that one a lot. To partners being worried that their significant other wouldn't be into doing the ebook and then being shocked at how much their partner absolutely loved it. 
So my question is, what are you waiting for? This episode is all about how important it is to plan the night or the trip or the occasion and remember why you fell in love in the first place. And the ebook will make it so easy to say the things that you've been wanting to say for so long and to get to know your partner again, the new partner, the one who's been evolving and changing and that we forget that we always need to come back to and check in with. Questions are crafted so gently, yet they're still productive to get as deep as you want to get about everything from intimacy to hopes for the future to sharing stuff you never knew about one another's past. Right now, we're giving Marriage and Martinis podcast listeners our biggest discount when you head to marriageandmartinis.com and use the promo code MNMPODCAST. That's 20% off. When you head to marriageandmartinis.com and use promo code MNM podcast, join the thousands of couples who have already taken the leap into turning date night into one of the best nights of their relationship. You won't regret it. Okay, so I know everyone is wanting to hear about the tattoo situation. I posted something on Instagram yesterday. And I was flooded with messages from people who had similar experiences. And, you know, for a lot of people, getting a tattoo is nothing. You know, they've, they've, they've done it. They've had a ton. Um, and, and it's just not a big deal. And for others, it, it represents something very different. Um, I think depending maybe on your upbringing and, and your parents' expectations, I don't know, or the town you grew up in or... Our age, which makes it different. Maybe part of that, although I felt, I think, probably the same at 20 that I, you know, that I do now, except that I have more confidence to do but something like you this. you didn't want a tattoo at 20, oh, did you? Oh, I've wanted a tattoo forever. Oh, I didn't. I just rep- repressed it because I, I didn't want to... I, I, the ramifications were too much. <laughs> I know. If I was 20 and wanting a tattoo and got one, it would be like Guns N' Roses. Well, or, that's you it. You know, like something. That's it. I, listen, I know I have a ton of friends who got tattoos at 18, and it is what it is, and it represents a stage in your life. Sure. And, you know, and I, listen, I, I feel like as far as a tattoo goes now, the way I look at it, I'm sort of like, if you're going to regret something in life, a tattoo is... You're not hurting anybody. It's not, you know, like there we have so much shame and regret and guilt in our lives, uh, you know, which we shouldn't have anyway, regardless. But to me, this is something um, that, you know, when I think about it and I think about people who probably regret something they did when they were 18 or 17, it's a tattoo. Well, um, yeah, for me, when I was younger, I didn't really want one, but I did want one and I never really knew what to get mm-hmm. because like I said, it would be, you know, a drum set or Guns N' Roses logo or, you know, something like that that would have been, you know, now I'd look at it and be like, all right, cool. You know, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have, but fine, right. it's there. But when I got my first one, I was in my 30s and I knew it was finally the right thing to do where I got your initial engraved on my ring finger so I didn't have to wear a ring anymore, which I knew to me meant a lot. And also I didn't have to wear a ring anymore, which I hated wearing anyway. Yeah, so but shit hit the fan after that. What do you mean? Well, you got the D and we very well could have gotten right. I could have turned it to a harder. Well, I remember <laughs> saying to our kids right when you got it and you were like, I got a D for Danielle. Isn't that sweet? And they were like, yeah, but if you get another wife, you could just change it into whatever letter she is. <laughs> right. I was like, Oh, thanks. So I have to marry another D. 
Right. Yeah. And then when I got my second one, which was only a few a couple of years ago, um, I had to think of another terrible trip into New York City. <laughs> right. I had to think of what really means something to me. What do I really what can I look back on and think, okay, do I regret it? Maybe, you know, twenty years from now. But what did it mean to me when I got it? What does it mean to me now? And this is that, you know, the, our, the logo of our podcast, because it's it kind of flipped around my life, our life together. And it's just that's something that I want on me forever. Aww. Right. Yeah. And so getting the next one leads us up to here we are now. Yeah. When we when you got the logo one, when we went away, it's so funny, like I. I was so fine not getting one when we went then. Like, I, I went with you to get it. I went with you to get the D. And I was so not ready to get my own tattoo. I was just not in a place. I don't think I had the confidence and the guts to do something like that. You know, I was still very much in the Instagram post. I put all the reasons why I've always talked myself out of it. And it's not just it's not just the tattoo. It's so many things in my life that I've wanted to do that I have, you know, has held me back because number one, my dad, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And a lot of people related to that and sent me messages about that. I, I love my dad. We're so close. He's such an incredible human being. But he and I have this, uh, th- this, you know, I don't want to say issue. I don't know what it is. It's just this difference. But it's old school versus new school. Like Maybe. If that's what it is. He is way old school. Yeah. And you are not. He is way old school. He's very religious. Mm-hmm. Um, and that brings a whole other element into it. Uh, and and we and beyond that, we've always had this, you know, this issue with us with um it, just being opposite personalities or very different personalities that, you know, he is this very like uber responsible, um, very serious, you know, like on top of his shit human. And I am the family fuck up, and, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and the fuck ups all come from a, a good place of, you know, love and, and compassion and all of those things. But I've fucked up a lot, especially in high school and everything. And, and and so disappointing him, I actually talk about this a lot with my therapist, disappointing him and, and not disappointing him have really steered the course of my life, right? Yeah. Marrying Jewish, even though, you know, I, I fell in love with you, which I got the best of both worlds because I was able to satisfy his desires, but at the same time, you were so much of what I was looking for. And, you know, I was able well, to I was a Jewish fuck up. You so. were a Jewish fuck up. <laughs> That's perfect totally, for you. Totally, totally. Yeah. Amazing. So, so with him, that was really a, a big thing with me because as much as I'm 43, I haven't quite let go of that. So, so that was really, you know, the first thing always holding me back. However... I think in the last three years, I've gained this confidence of, you know, we have this this business, although I say business because it does, you know, get revenue, but at the same time, it's way more than that. It, it is this community. It's a lifestyle. It's something we've done that we're so proud of. We love, we love the people. We love everything that, that Marriage of Martinis represents. And, like, we did that. And, and we couldn't have done it without everybody who's listening right now and, and you know, our Instagram and our friends and our, our supporters. 
But like, I think I have a little bit of, okay, I already have taken this huge risk in life. You know, I mean, the first time we spoke into the mic, that was a huge risk. Mm -hmm. So I have a little bit more confidence of that. Um, And you know, something like getting a tattoo, it's not going to hurt anybody. Would it disappoint somebody like your dad? Yeah, maybe. But guess what? He's going to get over it. Anybody who looks down on, like, you're not doing something that's going to affect somebody else, I guess, physically. That's the way I'm thinking. Well, that's the logical way to look at it. But people who are very religious or very old okay, school. Okay, or, so then they won't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is you, your mind, your body. Like, it's okay. Yeah, as, you know, you're, you're doing something that's not going to affect them in a way that's going to, I don't know. I, there's so many, there's so many ways to look at this. I don't even want to say it the wrong way, but it's not going to, it's not going to affect them personally. I guess it does a little bit emotionally if they're against it, if they're, but okay. You know, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I, look, logically it, it, it shouldn't, why does anybody care? Right. So, and the second thing was, you know, obviously what other people think, which I've kind of, that's kind of gone out the window because I did, I was very much like that. But the last three years, everything we say on the podcast and everything has sort of dissipated that for me. But Wait, dissipated what? Like, has I, I'm not quite as worried about what other people think. Oh, yeah. But, I have, yeah, keep going, but I have a little bit more okay, about that too. Well, and the last thing is, is will I regret it? You know, will, will I look at it in 10 years and be like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, <laughs> really, I'm wearing, I'm 53 or I'm 63 or I'm 73 or God willing, 83. And I'm looking down at this fucking stupid heart on me with the, you know, what, what the fuck? And, and I will say this. Maybe, maybe I will. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. But. The experience of that day and the bonding that we had, Mm -hmm. I think I will always look at that tattoo and smile. That's nice. Because it was one of my favorite days ever. Right. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we got some, well, my logo tattoo that I already had and the one that you got, they kind of, they kind of match a little bit because you got the rings and I have the rings in my martini glass. Like, so it's more of a connection kind of thing that just, I think, brings us that much closer together without maybe even realizing it. Like, it's more, like you said, like a bonding thing. It's like connecting us kind of, I think, a little bit more, maybe just a tiny bit, than we were a week ago. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, it happened very fast because... <laughs> I, I mean, even like the design, we got there that day. I had told her what I wanted and she designed it. And I got there and there were like three things to pick one. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll take that one. You know, <laughs> well, I, you changed it up a little bit, but. But at that point, I was sort of like, you know, I think about episode 38 was things we're embarrassed to admit. Still one of our top three most downloaded episodes ever. And I talk about the same thing. I talk about desperately wanting a tattoo, but I don't want to disappoint my father or never. And here we are at episode one. 80 or whatever. I don't know what it 179. is. 179. I got to shit or get off the pot. Like, let's do right. it already. Like, stop like, talking about it. What do the, it. Uh, like, a bucket list is a bucket list forever if you don't fucking do anything. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. And for me, I was... Were you nervous leading up to actually doing it? Mm-mm. You weren't. 
Um, I mean, I think the only thing was that I'm not a creative person. I'm not a designer. I don't have that element in me of of art and design and everything. So, you know, so some people go in with like an exact image of what they want. I had an idea, but not an image. And I was relying on someone else to turn that into a design. No, not not even about the design, but were were you nervous about? Is it going to hurt? How no. am I going to feel during no. it? How am I going to? Yeah, I don't. I don't think you would be because you're you got a like really big threshold for pain. I sure do. <laughs> but for me, except for when it comes to cabinet doors, <laughs> <right>. motherfucker. <laughs> no, but for me, I was really nervous going into knowing I'm getting another tattoo, just because when I got but the, the one on my finger hurt like a fucking bitch. I mean, that's that's the most painful place to get a tattoo anyway. But the second one, when we were going through our shit, and I was drinking heavily before going to get the tattoo, that must have done. So I don't know if drinking makes it more painful or makes it harder for them to do it. So it is more pain. I don't know, but it hurt. And I got fucking queasy and I was ready to pat. Like I'm a, I'm such a pussy with this stuff and I know it. And I, that it showed. And I, I did not have a good time getting that first, tat, that second tattoo. So I was nervous about getting this third one just cause I didn't want to feel like that. I know what it feels like and it sucks. And then we went there early in the, we got there 12 o'clock. So there was no drinking. We talked about everything. It was fine. And I, we, we laid down, I laid down and got the thing and it was almost nothing. I was so relieved. I felt so good. I was, I was thumbs upping you the whole time and looking at you and smiling and it was not an issue at all. I, it just, it relieved me so much because I was really nervous in the anticipation of getting this thing. Well, I kept saying to you beforehand, I kept being like, because you kept compl- like being like, uh-oh, are we really going tomorrow? Maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> Maybe we should wait because you were worried about it. And I was like, what the fuck? Here I am, my first one. I need like a cheerleader. I need but someone I, who's going to be. I, I kept saying to you. You rallied. You you're going to be fine. No. I'm not worried about you. But it wasn't. I wanted the excitement. I wanted the. I the and, and then if we were walking in the hallway one day. I posted about this on one of our stories. We were walking in the hallway in the hotel. And I was like. You're going to ruin my first time. <laughs> right. It's your third time. So you're not, it's not a big deal to you, but you're ruining my first time. No, we walked out the door of the room. Right. And so we had the conversation inside the room. Mm-hmm. Then we left the room and you said, you are going to ruin my first right. time. Or you're ruining loud. my first yeah, time. Like really yeah. loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And no one thought it was about a tattoo. No, of course not. But but you it was really uh you know sometimes you just gotta get a tattoo to save your relationship right so you got um a heart and with the two rings like I have in the uh, logo mm-hmm. with a little bumpy road mm-hmm. right that's a fantastic description yeah. <laughs> yeah I listen I like I said I'm not I'm not a creative person I'm not a design person I I I'm better with the words. With the words. Yeah, but I didn't want to get the words with you. I want to get the words with like a best friend or something. That'll be my next tattoo. Well, I kept I kept making fun of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doing a word. Right, but 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 my you know I have two best friends, both of whom we've always said we're going to get tattoos together. Now I'm like, let's go tomorrow. What the fuck do I care? Mm-hmm. So I will get the words with them. But with you, I was like, I have to do a marriage and martinis thing. I mean, that's our thing. So um, I knew a little bit of what I wanted. You know, I, I saw the heart. 
at first uh, that, you know, it started out with like letters that it was going to be M&M and then it kind of morphed into this. I was I, I told her a little bit about the essence of the podcast and the vulnerability and everything. And she gave me like three or four that she had done. And it turned into uh, the rings from our logo, you know, representing marriage and martinis, but also representing us mm-hmm. uh, and inside a heart with, um, you know, a, a like a bumpy road, like a bumpy journey to it. And then um, the breaks in the journey, which sort of to me represent like an openness and letting all the love in and letting inclusion and all of that. But, but people have messaged me since saying what they think it represents. And I'm like, I love that. I'm adding that to the, the description. Oh, like what? Um, you know, like, like, like the breaks in were sort of like, you know, the, the vulnerability and the, the, the flawed relationship and, you know, all of that. And, um, you know, the, the heart was symbolic of the fact that like, you know, we love everybody regardless of, you know, who you are. So people have, have, have messaged me and I'm sort of like, I'm adding that to the description. I love it. Mm -hmm. You know, so the meaning that it takes on kind of morphs into like whatever you make it. And when I look at that, the, the meaning to me is that day we did something really cool together. And, and so even if one day I look at the design and I'm like, all right, that's not the design I would put on my fucking forearm right now that shows all the time. I'm going to know that it, that it was way more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. So I, I did the audio wave, which I fucking love and our son does not, <laughs> but He's, oh, so who knows if he loves it or not? But you were nervous that he was going to give you a hard time about you getting a tattoo at all. Well, that was another reason I was nervous. Yeah. The kids. But he was very, almost, I, I don't want to say excited, but he, he was into it. And I was very happy with his response. Yeah, he was very supportive. Right. So I did the audio wave of the intro to the podcast, which is why we can never change the intro to the podcast because it's now branded on my arm. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love it. I think yeah. it's so cool. I love it too. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Cool. All right. Let's take one more break. Okay. And we'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I want to talk just briefly, like real quick, if we can. You asked me if there's people out there who are wanting to do something, but because of the weight of other people's expectations or how they're going to think about them, what would I say to them? And I said it before, but if it's something like a tattoo, which is not going to affect somebody else, I mean, listen, if it means something to you like it does to us, and if it's going to make you happy and not stress you out, like, just do it. Like, it's not going to really affect somebody else. They might be disappointed in one way, but you can't let that, something like that, really make a decision for you, I think. Like, for me and for us, we're trying so hard for the last three years to make our lives our own 
mm-hmm. and just to make it for each other mm-hmm. and not care what other people think about us, obviously, because we're doing this podcast. <laughs> so yeah, I'm and sure caring what other people think got us in a really bad position. Of course. I mean, trust me, there's, you know, probably tons of people out there and people we know and people we don't know that look down on us for doing something like this and being so vulnerable and saying things that, you know, most people wouldn't. And, you know, for us doing something like, like you said, getting a tattoo for so many people is a nothing and it's just another day and it's just, but for you and I, there's just so much behind it and so much anticipation and so much waiting to do something like this and it's not going to hurt and so, you know, anybody else. You know, I spent so long trying to impress other people and worrying about what people thought of me and trying to do things that make me stand out and look good. And I'm so over that. And I do this just for us. You know, I, I want I wanted so badly for you to get a tattoo and I wanted so badly for me to get one with you because it's our own thing. It's what we've kind of built this thing up to be that it just, it represents this life that we've built together, it, we've been married for almost 20 years, but just these last three, I think it represents so much more of these last three years than the last 20. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm so happy that I did it. And, and it's so f- funny because I don't know how this is going to come across, but when I look at it, you know, and what it represents and everything, I remember my, my Bubby, who I was super, super close with. It's my grandmother. Another Yiddish word, by the Another way. Another Yiddish people word. Are yeah, she's, she died, I think, uh, 12 years ago. And I was really, really close with her. And every night, you know, I used to sleep at her house a lot, and I loved it. I'm going to cry talking about are. this. I know. Every time I talk about her, I cry. So she, every night used to go through, it would take like a half hour. I'm not even kidding. Every single night. And I don't know if this is something she started when she was older or if she had always done it. But every night she would go through the name of every single person in her life who, number one, she had lost. And she had lost a lot of people because, you know, she was 90 something when she died. And she would blow kisses to each person as she was praying for them, you know, in heaven. And then she would go through the people who were still living who she was praying for, which were dozens of people. And I'm telling you, every night she used to do this mm. in front of her bed. And I slept with her a lot when I was younger, so I used to see it. And she would kind of mumble it to go fast, but she knew exactly what she was saying. And she would, and I remember saying to myself, I want to do that someday. I want to pray for everybody. And like, of course, who the fuck has the time? And, and some people do, and that's amazing. But I was always like, I want to put something out into the universe that is full of love and hope and positive energy to anybody. And that's sort of what this podcast has become, you know, like the putting it out into the world of, you know, what you can do and positivity and acceptance. But now with this tattoo, I sort of feel like, and it sounds so stupid, but I can't stop thinking about it. I'm like in one kind of like nod to the tattoo every night or you know, a kiss of the tattoo or whatever I decide to do. I can sort of like send these vibes out to the universe of everything it represents to me. Love, journey, you know, hardship, getting over hardship, letting the love in, letting the acceptance in. And I can sort of do what she did and that's going to be my way. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know if that sounds super stupid, but you know, to me, that sort of is like the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother would have, she would have loved the tattoo. She would have been like, oh, I think it's, you know, she was just, she, anything her grandkids lo- like did. You know, I wrote a meme one time that was like, you know, grandmas are the best because you could literally go out and kill six people and they'll be like, oh, well, they had it coming. <laughs> right. And that was her, you know. Um, and my mom too, you know, I probably, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what. But anyway, I, you know, that's another reason for it. I sort of like feel like it's like a connection to the universe or whatever. And for some people, that's not going to be it. That's not their thing. And that's fine. But um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's a really, I'm, I'm so, I'm so glad and so proud we did it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, by the way. You know, like while, sitting here watching you cry, I feel so differently this time because you're not crying about me and <laughs> something that I right done, right. That I I feel the emotion with right. you, and I'm getting a little bit you know upset yeah. myself. Uh, but it's just more empathy than it is guilt. <laughs> you know, right. So it's a very no. These different... are like happy tears. I'm, right, I'm of course. Happy. Yeah, um, but you know, and listen, I'm not saying go get a tattoo. Do whatever, whatever the but, thing is. No, but it's, is. it's the same thing we always say. Like, you and I started a podcast to save our marriage, to save us. Like, you don't have to go start a podcast. No. You, you, there's other things you can do. Like, yeah, you don't, go play tennis. You don't, Who cares? Right. You right. don't have to get a tattoo, but that's what, for us, what the right thing to do was. Yeah. You know? Just, but, just, just take a risk. Do something bold. Do something daring. Do something to save your... Fucking do the date night question. You I, I'm not. <laughs> you, got a, you got a little. Uh, I know in there. that sounds salesy, but it's true. Start with that. It is you know, true. like From the whatever. response that we're getting, that is true. I, whatever it is, you yeah. know, like I, I don't care. What, whatever it is you do, just do something different. Well, and, speaking of that, yeah. Is there anything else different that you think that you'd want, like a tattoo, but something else? Like I know that we would both now go get another tattoo tomorrow, but is there something different that would? Kind of cross off at that bucket list that check that box. Yeah, but for I'm you. super embarrassed to say it. What's yours? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I oh. don't think I have one. Oh. I mean, there's things that I want to do, but it's not on par with like. Yeah, I would love to go skydiving, but that's not the same thing. It's not right. You know, I would love to go. You know, to Japan. I would love to go. You know, like there's bucket list things, but it's different. Yeah. Is there anything like this, like life changing or? Well, not life changing, but it's really embarrassing because I I find my I, I try to find like think of myself as like a body positivity and you know, I've gained so much weight in the past years and all of this stuff that I and I try to be very accepting of it all and um you know, and, and just grow older with grace and ease and whatever. But yeah, I would love to get my chin done. <laughs> your chin done yeah oh i, I would never or my neck even... my neck chin area the okay. the the neck all right the neck i was i want to get the neck done at all i know <laughs> i'm embarrassed I, mean, I might make you take this out tomorrow because i am such a like i i i'm not I, it's not about losing weight or whatever it's literally just this one part of my body that i i always want to get altered but i'm i'm working against it i'm i'm thinking against it and um i don't know if i would allow it well you don't really have that choice <laughs> i know <laughs> maybe just in my what mind what is this handmaid's tale i'm thinking to myself in my mind like no you are not allowed to do that. No, <laughs> like and, that makes and, no and sense that's the, to me. But that's the reasonable thing that I say to myself. Why? What the fuck? Who cares? Yeah. I know. I'm trying to get over it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
I, and I, 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 and I don't want anybody else to do it. I don't want anybody else to feel like they have to do it. Does that make sense? I'm sure. Right. So if I do it, like th- it makes no sense because I'm like, I'm going to do it. I don't want any of you to do it because you're all fucking beautiful. Can so you, it makes no sense. Can you think of anything? Because you think better for me than I do think for me. Is there anything that I should cross off a bucket list that I, like, is there anything you think I would want to do, but I'm not even realizing it? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, what else is there? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Okay. What do you, are you worried at all? What you're, I mean, it's your third tattoo. Do you think your mom secretly is upset about it or you think she just doesn't care? Uh, I think she, I'm like, nervous. To, she watched my story. <laughs> right. I texted you. Yeah. I, I knew when I was get like, if I went to her and was like, Hey, I'm thinking about getting a tattoo. What do you think? Like, I know it's going to be like, what? Like, why? Like, what are you doing? I don't think, I don't think there's any like being mad at me for doing it or anything. Like, I think, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I don't even think it's a thing. I don't think about it. I don't know. I think she's maybe sort of like, if this is how he is expressing himself now, as opposed to how he was expressing himself three years ago. Yeah. I think that's hopefully the response that she has. Is I, th- like, I think the worst response is would be like an eye roll. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't think it would be much more than that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I'm hurting her by doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you think your dad would have felt about it? I think now it's funny. I wanted to talk about that. Also, I think if he was alive now and I got it, I don't think he would. I think he would be OK mm-hmm. with it. I really do. But like back when I was 14 and I got my first earring. No way, because when I got my first earring, he never allowed me to get an earring. He would never allow it. And then I went and did it. Well, first of all, first, first the first time I pretended I did it and I got one of those magnetic earrings and I put it on and went home. And the next thing that I remember, my arm was tied behind my back and he was this like, was the nineties. <laughs> yes. It was like, an, he didn't hurt me, mm-hmm. but like he went for the ear and pulled to make sure it was real or not. And pulled it off, realizing it was magnetic. Uh, but when I finally did actually go get the earring at 14 years old, we, he didn't speak to me for a month. And it was, we, we literally did not talk. I lived at home. Obviously, I was 14 years old. We did not talk for a month. And it was found at my grandmother's house on like Passover or something. When I, I used to put the, uh, the when the girls put the, uh, the brown makeup on their pimples or something. Concealer. Or, okay. I put that over the hole over my ear so that my dad wouldn't see it. Who gave it to you? Who gave you the concealer? I have no idea. Oh. I don't remember. Uh-huh. Um, so I knew, I think he knew when it really, like he wasn't going to hurt me in any way. Like he... He knew it was fake the first time. I think the second time he realized that it was real and just it blew up and it was no good. And uh, one of my mom's favorite stories to talk about is when I was away at sleepaway camp and obviously I was wearing my earring because I was away from home and they surprise visited us on our trip to Hershey Park in Pennsylvania and I walked off the bus with their earring in and I gave my mom this huge hug for like a minute. What I was doing was taking out the earring with my other hand wrapped around her <laughs> so my dad wouldn't see the earrings. That's one of her favorite stories to talk right. about. But I no, I think I think my mom's okay with 
everything with that. With my dad today, I think would be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think it would be an issue. Like, I wouldn't feel guilt about going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah, yeah well, I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on that with my dad. I don't. I haven't told him yet, so I will keep everybody oh, updated. Does he not know? He doesn't know. Oh they, my mom was was here because they watched our kids while we were away. My mom was here in my in our bedroom when I got home, and she was leaving. And and I'm not worried about my mom at all. I just knew she was going to tell my dad. But my mom was going to. She doesn't care. She th- she thought I should have gotten one when you got one a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's listened to Linda's episodes, you know, she doesn't give a shit. So, you know, I wasn't worried about telling her, but I wanted it to be in like an environment where it wasn't going to be like a two second thing. And, that you know, I wanted to explain it to her and whatever. But um, yeah, but I, he does not know yet. And and our kids, which was another thing I was super nervous about, not Jonah or Mia. Jonah and Mia were, would be super supportive. Ian, our middle son, is a little bit more of, you know, he gets upset about stuff like that. So uh, I was worried to tell him and he was super cool with his reaction. But I I just wanted to say, you know, one another thing also, I think that has has allowed me to do this stuff, the podcast and and the the tattoo and, you know, uh, other more daring things that I was never able to do is this is the people who I've filtered in my life like. That, that support me, you know, and, and after I got the tattoo, I sent three texts and they were all texts to people who I knew were going to be really celebratory about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't text people who I thought would even be a little, I was like, I know they they follow me on Instagram. They'll see it on Instagram. I'll be so happy if they send me an encouraging message. If they don't, they don't. But, um, you know, but the people who I texted, I knew were going to be really supportive. And so I, I, I've also recently joined this Facebook group, this this club that I'm a part of, of women. And everybody there is always doing really daring, amazing things in this group. And I'm always like, wow, you know, I can't believe they're that daring. I can't believe they put themselves on the line like that. And that has really encouraged me, you know, in so many ways to to be a little bit more daring. So a lot of it has to do with, you know, if you're going to do something like that, be around the people in your life when you do it, who are going to be excited and supportive of you. Yeah. It makes it feel so much better. So much doing better. It at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Before we head out, I wanted to say, um, you were not typical Danielle on this vacation. Although maybe a little bit, but usually when we're away, you're planning our next trip while on that trip mm-hmm. and that didn't happen this time but there was talk about it so next time because you said before you don't think that i was as happy at this hotel as i was you or last time or usually or something you said that before in this episode uh i wasn't i'm i think i'm over the the that New York City, trendy, <gasps> uppity, pretentious attitude that goes along with being in a New York City pristine hotel with the $20 cocktails and the... So where would you want to stay? Okay, so I don't know. Like, I think I'm over that. Like, I don't I'm, I don't get... Like, I loved when we were in LA. Where It's kind of the same vibe. But it is. It's, it's the same hotel. But the difference is the, the, the people are way more laid back. And things are way more like the, the prices are the same and like the things cost. I get that. And I still don't want that. But I'm I, I'm just over the pretentiousness of 
being in New York. I don't know. I do love New York. I love the restaurants. I love being there. Maybe it's just the hotels that we were staying at, but I'm ready for island getaway. I'm ready for relaxation. Oh, you're going to talk about a retreat, a possible uh, retreat? I'm ready. What do you mean? Well, we've been thinking about maybe doing a marriage and martinis retreat for couples. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a, not what I was thinking. Oh, because that's something you've really been talking about. I that would we're love interested. To do that. Would people be interested in like a four day or five day island retreat where we do all kinds of fun couple stuff? Um, you know, and and it would be like just us all hanging out, having a good time, doing some entertainment and dinners together. And yeah, that's what I want. Right, right. I yeah. get that. That yeah. sounds fun. And we already know there are people because they are putting up with us on this podcast. Well, so if so. anybody has any ideas, hit us up. Let us know. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think we uh, kind of covered everything. So yeah. I think we're good it was to go. Great. All right. All right. Book the getaway. Book the getaway. Which one? Everybody. I don't care if it's three days, four days, seven days. Book it. Oh, their own thing. Their own. Wherever oh, you want to go, okay. whatever you want to do, or just send the kids out of the house for four days. I recommend more getting out of your house, mm. but fucking book it. It's so important. It has, I can't, I can't even describe the way I feel about you right now versus the way I felt about you the last time we were recording an episode. Not that I didn't like you. I loved you. <laughs> no, but I, I feel the same way. So I feel like I have my boyfriend back. Yeah. And yeah. it only costs so many dollars to make that happen. All right. Uh, you just <laughs> fucking ruined it. <laughs> well, we're back home. It's time to be yeah, back to okay. reality. All, All right. right. Thanks, Go guys. Go rate and review if you can the ebook. Great way to uh, to uh, support us and also get an awesome product. Right. So, so marriagemartinis.com slash DNQ. And summer is the perfect time to, you know, sit outside and have these conversations. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.